Good morning. This is meteorologist Drew Lerner of World Weather Incorporated, and this is your market weather update for Wednesday, February the 21st. Around the world today, there's not a tremendous amount of change, but there are some interesting things to say and talk about. Let's first start off in Canada. Now, I know Canada's growing season is still at least a month, if not six weeks away, but it is still very dry across a big part of that country's uh, prairies, and it does not look like there's going to be big changes for a little while longer. But as we get into the early part of next week, I see an event coming up that will bring some partial relief across the prairies in the form of snow and a little bit of rain. And a follow-up system may be occurring later in the first week of March that will help to fill the gap a little bit on some of the other areas that don't get precipitation early next week. Between the two systems, we should see a little bit of improvement in crop and field conditions ahead of spring planting, but additional moisture will still be necessary, but it's just interesting to see these two events showing up. It will turn much colder in Canada and the north-central parts of the United States for a brief period next week, but will turn right around and heat back up again a little later in March. In addition to that, the U.S. central and southern plains will continue to see a minimal precipitation bias for the next 10 days, and temperatures will rise well above normal at times. Yesterday, we saw temperatures over 80 degrees in the Texas panhandle and parts of western Oklahoma. Well, that that kind of temperature is likely to work its way farther to the north, reaching into Kansas and parts of Missouri, perhaps in the early part of next week. It will be very warm across the middle of the country, including parts of the Midwest, for a little while. We'll see a little bit of a setback with a strong cold front coming through next week. It will bring the temperatures back down to a more seasonable range, if not a little cooler than normal in the northern states, and turn right around to heat back up again right after that. So the seesaw will occur, but I do think there will be more warmth than coolness that will occur across key U.S. crop areas. The heat will likely accelerate drying in the plains, and that's going to be important that we get more moisture to fall across some of that region. None of this is critical for this point in time, but with all this warmth that's out there, we do need to get more moisture to fall. In the eastern parts of the country, the eastern Midwest, the Delta and Tennessee River Basin areas have plenty of moisture, and they're going to see more of it as we go forward into next week when that frontal system comes through. Texas, West Texas in particular, still needs a significant amount of moisture. Not much is expected for a while. South Texas got some beneficial moisture a week ago, but there is still a big need for more moisture down that way too. Planting for South Texas is right around the corner. In fact, some field work may already be occurring there and also in northeastern Mexico. Well, the outlook in South America continues unchanged from yesterday. A good mix of rain and sunshine is likely for the majority of key crop areas. Right now, it would appear that the best moisture profile is still in Brazil. Now, there is a good chance that the interior south of Brazil is going to dry down a little bit. This includes Mato Grosso do Sul and some neighboring areas. It is not critically dry in these areas, but there is a need for greater volumes of moisture. And at the moment, it doesn't look like that will occur until we get into the second week of the forecast. Now, again, I'm not terribly concerned. I see timely rain coming into all of Brazil over these next few weeks. But my biggest concern is in the long-range outlook. When we get out towards the end of March, we need to have the ground saturated for safrina late-planted corn and late-planted cotton in order to support those crops when they reproduce in May. And that's going to be the big thing to watch. Until then, any kind of erratic rainfall is not going to be a problem for any of the crops out there. If anything, it's going to be quite favorable for fieldwork and crop maturation.
precipitation. Argentina will see some erratic rains for a while and they will need greater precipitation and they should get it in a timely manner. I'm not terribly concerned about the bottom line for that country. Australia will continue to see a drying bias in the east despite scattered showers around for a little while. The, the precipitation should continue to be supportive. We have a nice crop in, in Argent, er, sorry, eastern Australia uh, even though it has been a little drier than usual at times. Now we've had some heat but the excessive heat in Australia has been in the west. We saw another day of temperatures getting to 117 in western Australia. Eventually a little bit of that heat may get into eastern parts of the country but it will not be as extreme. South Africa's western summer crop areas need a good drink of water. It's really getting too warm there and dry and we'll keep a close eye on that part of the forecast. There may be a little loss in yield potential for parts of the unirrigated region in northwest as well as free state and also eastern parts of northern Cape. The rest of South Africa is doing very well. China is still faced with a lot of wet weather in the east central areas now for the next five to seven days. There will be widespread snow, freezing rain, sleet, and even some rain that will impact the east central areas. Travel is going to be horrific in some areas and there will be a lot of livestock stress. Temperatures will be way below normal too for a little while. No risk of winter kill though for any of the winter crops. Those are the hot spots today. This is meteorologist Drew Lerner.